0: Kid Master Dojo, this is Master Craig. How's everybody doing today? I hope your day is treating you well. If you're just tuning in for the first time, I am Senior Master Craig Greca. I am a 6th degree black belt in the Universal Martial Art, a 5th degree master in the Taekwondo uh, Martial Art, and also I'm currently training in Kung Fu and Kombudo Weapons. And we're here today to discuss the teachings and trainings inside the Karate Kid universe including the Cobra Kai Netflix series, which today's example is a part of. In Season 1, Johnny uses a pitching machine to teach Miguel how to block um, both offensively and defensively. He also referred to it in the tournament and said, Remember the pitching machine! Don't get hit! So this teaching tool was used, it was also used in the Karate Kid 2010 with Jackie Chan, when his character Han used a tennis racket and tennis balls to teach Dre how to block. And that pitching machine does a couple different things we'll talk about um, during the martial art portion today. But, anyways, the topic today is pitching machine. Pitching machine, okay? And also its application into the world of tennis. So, a little history on this. Uh, when I was uh, younger, Uh, My freshman year, um, I joined the varsity tennis team at school. Um, I tried out for it, even though I never spent any time uh, at country clubs or tennis clubs playing. Uh, We were just simply too too poor to afford that. Um, So I I was just simply interested in doing it. I had done track for a couple years, and uh, so I tried out with my friend Darren, and I barely made it on the team. Now, one of the things that we that I'd like to discuss today is your vision becomes your reality, okay? Because Darren and I played played tennis every single day, okay? We even played tennis during the off-season in the cold. So in Michigan, it's cold in the uh, fall and winter. And we played, if there wasn't snow on the uh, court, we played, okay? Um, In order to get better at the game. So we played all the time after school um, on the free tennis courts that were outside. Uh, eventually, I was able to get on the third doubles um, on the tennis team and became quite good at tennis through my hard work and desire. Therefore, my vision became my reality. Okay, I saw something that I wanted to do, I wanted to be good at it, and I worked hard to be good at it. So um, today's work task is not really a work task. Sometimes this happens in our topics um, so we're going to talk today instead about playing tennis for fun and recreation. Okay, so um, when you play tennis, um, you'll use some principles of physical education um, because uh, they have to deal with uh, ball rotation. Okay, um, the ball rotates different ways and how you manipulate that ball is um, how you're able to be effective as a tennis player. Now, first one of the things that you want to do is you want to practice serving, okay? Now, I use tennis and volleyball analogies all the time in martial art class, okay? Um, We'll get into it more later, but practicing serving is like practicing your long-range weapons in martial arts, your kicks, your jump kicks, your skipping kicks, the kicks that you can close the gap with, the kicks that you can reach before they can reach you. Okay, so serving is something that's done far away. You want it to be powerful. You want it to be effective. So you can practice the serve. Practicing the serve helps practice your game. Next with a tennis racket is you can practice hitting a wall. Okay, Uh, practicing hitting a wall is very similar to how you practice your patterns and speed drills in class. Okay, so when you practice against a wall, you're basically practicing by yourself. You're practicing the different strokes, whether it be a forehand shot or a uh, backhand shot or it's an up up spin or a down spin on the ball you can practice all those things just like you practice the elements of your punches and kicks in your patterns and speed drills now the last thing you can do for tennis is practice with a partner okay and practicing with a partner is the best okay because like for example in class we equate this to our defense drills or sparring Okay, And when you work with a partner, you can interact with that partner a little bit better so the blocks become more realistic okay, than they do with the blocker or in the air. As well as the punches, you have something to punch. So you can do the punch towards the face, towards the chest, or towards the groin, uh, or kick at the groin level or knee. You can focus your, your kicks wherever they need to be to be effective. Okay. Now, another way you could practice with a partner is to do focus mitts, focus mitt training. Okay, that also is very good because it's close to simulating um, uh, your techniques against a partner, but you can hit it harder for more positive transfer, okay? Now, I think when I was making my outline for today, I had put down just those things in my work task, um, but there's one more, okay? And that one more is playing a game, okay? So let's just you, you say you're practicing with a partner, and you're practicing serving, and they're, they, they practice returning the serve, um, and then you guys practice volleying, volleying back and forth. Now, the best thing to do is to practice a game, okay? Because during a game, you're competitive a little bit because you want to win, and therefore you'll try harder, and you'll try to bottom line things a little bit, okay? Now, what does that equate to in martial arts? Well, that could equate to the contests that we have at the st- at the studio here. So, a contest in in um, pattern, speed drill, or shield attack. Uh, we also have a contest in um, flying sidekick challenge too at our school, and also um, we have a contest in um, uh, one minute demonstration. Okay, and those kind of uh, contests will help people to. Um, to be competitive in this arena, therefore getting the best performance out of them. Because I've noticed before in volleyball and tennis, if you don't play a game, then people scooters, people screw around, they don't take it seriously, and they just simply wham bam the ball really far away and it's no fun for anybody. But if you play for points, then people try a little harder. Even if they're not like hundred percent psyched on winning, at least they're trying harder. Okay. Um, so As far as the recreational uh, playing of tennis as a vehicle for you to improve your martial arts or to understand your martial arts, um, that is what we do for that. Now, getting into the martial art practice. Okay, so what's the martial art practice? Which is a majority of what we're going to talk about today um, because there isn't um, a work task per se, like gardening or you know, um, mowing the lawn or anything like that, um, so we talk mostly about the recreational playing of tennis. Now, in the example, the 2010 uh, Jackie Chan version, he does the, um, the less inexpensive version, where you, you take a tennis racket and ball, and you go practice that way. Then, of course, Johnny used the more high-tech version, which was the pitching machine, so all I had to do is hit a button. But, the martial art practice, I recommend tennis balls as, a pair, as opposed to harder objects, but what you can do is, with a friend, is you can have a friend use a tennis racket or at the beginning here throw a tennis ball at you, so they can throw a tennis ball at you and you can try and block it with any of your blocks. Now um, I talked about offensive and defensive blocking, okay, and this is what I mean by that. okay. A defensive block is when you're shifting backwards and you're blocking using like an outward block, an inward block, or a low block, okay? It's also many of the black belt blocks too that, that shift backwards. In fact, most of them out of, that you learn are all shifting backwards. There are two of them that shift forward, which is a mil- little bit more offensive blocking because you're blocking while uh, moving forward or shifting forward, okay? Now, another way to defensive block, into mean, offensive block, my bad, the offensive block is to use harder parts of your body to block the attack. So in the, in the Cobra Kai TV series, Miguel used his knees sometimes and his shins and his elbows to block stuff. Okay? Now, some people say, well, that's not really good to do. You can get hurt doing that. But we did it all the time. In Taekwondo, when we used to do sparring, I used to use my elbow to block all the time and cause pain to the other person. It was one of those tricks. The tricks that that happens in sparring is that you would hold your elbow out so when they do a swing kick or a roundhouse kick, they would catch the elbow in their instep and it caused them pain. Um, and then you'd say, quit using your elbows or quit being a stick man, you know, because that hurts. Um, you can also use your shins or your knees to block as well. In fact, one time I used my knee to block. Uh, one of the guys, during a black belt sparring session of two-on-one, and I brought the hard part of my knee into their soft part of their knee, and they could not even stand after they put weight on it. So those are the things that happened back in the day uh, that you can use for offensive blocking. Now, you can do the blocking with the tennis ball by, being, by having a tennis ball being thrown at you. You can also um, uh, block a tennis ball being hit at you with a racket like um, Jackie Chan's character, Han, did in 2010. So he used a tennis racket and was hitting him at Dre, and Dre was blocking everything. Or you can also dodge as well. Okay, so you can block or dodge. Okay. Now, um, another way to offensive block is to do what Johnny Lawrence said in Cobra Kai when he was teaching Miguel. He said, um, the best defense is more offense okay and of course you've heard people say the best defense is a good offense as well so one, thing you, one, one drill that you can do for your martial art practice is you can have balls either thrown at you or hit at you and then you have to punch or strike them okay so you can punch or strike them and I did this all the time uh, when I first started teaching down in Bonita Springs I would throw the balls at people and they have to punch them back to me, okay, or do a side fist strike or palm strike or round palm, whatever their highest hand technique was sometimes, I'd have them do with the balls, okay? Now, the, the hard part was, um, was uh, doing the kicking part, whenever I have to do a kick, because people are not as agile with their kicks as they are with their hands. So I'd throw a ball at someone and say, do a swing kick and see if they, could, uh, they can kick it back, and you can do the same thing with the tennis ball as well. Now the, the frustrating thing with the tennis ball is it is small, very small for someone. So if you're used to kicking an air shield or a heavy bag in class, you have a much more forgiving target because you can hit anywhere on the bag to be successful. You can hit at the bottom of the bag, you can hit the top of the bag, the middle of the bag. No one's really telling you exactly where you gotta hit. And during our board breaking and striking class, I put little pieces of tape on the bag for people to hit so they're not just aiming for the broadside of a barn per se but they're actually trying to improve their accuracy. Okay? Um, Now um, another thing that you can do for a martial art practice and more of a game is to go to a tennis court Okay, and actually instead of throwing the ball to actually use a fist or strike to send it to the next person, now I recommend having a whole uh, uh, cage of balls you know so I have a whole bunch of them to bring with you so you can have fun. If you bring two or three, you have to chase them all the time. that's no fun. So you get a whole like um, I can't remember what it's called like a a big volley of of uh, of balls in a, a little case that you carry around. Um, they have the little ones where you kind of like smush it and you can walk around picking them up just by putting a cage on it. It's kind of cool. They used to have those in tennis all the time. But it's good to have like a whole truckload of balls so you can have a lot of fun. You can also throw, I put in parentheses here, throwing uh, a tennis ball with a kick. So you can use your your punches and your strikes, but you can also use kicks as well to uh, pass the ball back and forth. And you can play this game with a martial art friend or friends. So instead of Like, for example, let's say that you're not very good at tennis, but you're a martial artist, and you want to do something fun with someone else, so you go and you bring a whole bunch of balls with you to a tennis court, and you sit there and play a game where you punch or kick the ball um, instead of using a racket, okay? And martial artists would think this is cool, okay? Now, here's the funny thing, okay? The funny thing is there actually is a game like this, okay? It's called Pachra, Okay? And I played it in college, okay, for a little bit. Um, Takra, um, one of the uh, one of our students uh, in the class, we had, we all had to present a new game to the class in our physical education classes, and we had to play it. And this game, Takra, comes from Thailand, and it's basically called kick volleyball. Okay, so you use just your legs. The ball is like a kind of like a, it's a little bit harder of a ball. It's kind of like a weaved bowl, like weaved with different, like different threads, um, and it's lashed like a basket, and it's, but it's hardened. Um, and then they use this takra. but they use just their legs, and the uh, people in Thailand, the, the kids, they do, it, they do it really well. They use just their legs, just like a hacky sack. They kick it up in the air, and then they swing kick it, or roundhouse kick it over the net. They spike it, and they're really dangerous with it. It's good. It's a nice, nice drill because it really helps your legs. Okay, and you get more agile with your legs. I was a big hacky sack guy back in the day, so that developed a lot of balance skills that I that I still use today um, for martial arts. But just as I was sitting here today, I also remember another game that you can play as well, and this is fun. So let's say, for example, you're not good with the small Takra ball. Maybe your your kick isn't accurate enough, or you're not uh, good enough to play that game. Here's another variation. Okay, there's a game called Volleyball, I think, we played at it Michigan. It's when you play volleyball in a racquetball court because you have bouncing off the walls. Now I only recommend doing this in a volleyball court because otherwise the ball can go over the place. Being, but me, my brother, and my friend Ray played this game before um, at Eastern Michigan University. And what we did, we went to the volleyball court with the volleyball and we used just our legs, like Takra, to play kick volleyball. And that was a lot of fun. And you can make rules like one bounce, a one bounce rule because um, that really helps a lot when you're playing the game. So if you don't have a nice setup or you're in the wrong position, you can kind of adjust your stance, adjust your position, and be able to kick it back over the net. We had quite a, quite a lot of fun playing that game, and I I wanted to get I felt like I wanted to get more martial artists out there and really have an awesome time. I think that'd be a great time to to do for martial artists. Now um, one of the uh, subtopics that I have today was what we talked about earlier when I was talking about um, me becoming a tennis player my freshman year in high school. Your vision becomes your reality, okay? So in order for this to happen, you have to first make a commitment to practice and work hard, okay? Then you have to uh, use that same worth ethic to become an expert at whatever topic you want. So for example, um, here at the, at, the, at the martial arts studio, uh, you would work hard to try and get your first degree black belt so you can become an expert in that area. So once you get your first degree black belt, you're a beginning expert on stuff. Um, of course, there's other degrees after that, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, which becomes more of an expert, but you want to be, get the beginning level expert first. Now, I wanted to talk to you a little briefly about the power of yes. The power of yes, I can. Okay? When you say, I can do something, that means you're inevitably going to do it. Okay? You're going to do it because you said you're going to. Okay? So you make it so. Okay? You make it so by the power of yes. Okay, There is what I call the unfortunate no. A lot of people say no to something, and that's unfortunate because so many things in life uh, can be done with just a simple desire. Or the word can't. Okay. If you. There's a a quote by Henry Ford. That says. um, I think it's something like. uh, I can't remember the exact quote. But it's something like. um, If you say you can. You can. If you say you can't. You're right. I may have misquoted Henry Ford. uh, But you are. If you say you can't. You're right. If you say you can't. You're right, because if you, you already told yourself you weren't going to be successful. So it's very easy for you just to quit, just to give up, okay? So you're giving yourself that room or that latitude to do that. You don't want to do that, okay? So you don't want to say no. You don't want to say, I can't. You want to say, I can. So when someone asks you, you say, yes, I can. Okay? Not maybe, but yes. So um, remember that um, one of the things that we talk about every week in class is in order to fully learn karate or martial arts in general, you have to unlearn your misconceptions about what constitutes training. These at-home training methods that I present to you are really fun ways to make your martial art training fun and make it a big part of your life. Okay, Now, even if you didn't call it martial art training, you could still call it, um, I'm trying to think of the right word, whole body training. Okay, Whole body, tra- whole body training for life. So you can do whatever you want. I tell my kids that and my adults that all the time in class. If you have fun doing what you're doing now and you want to continue doing it the rest of your life, then you have to take these small steps every day to become better. Okay? Now the secret word this week or phrase is tennis ball block. Tennis ball block. Remember that if you know the secret word, you could be eligible for discounts at our studio on our Karate Kid Master Dojo t-shirts or our Universal Martial Art stickers. Pretty soon we're going to have Karate Kid Master Dojo stickers and, of course, other merchandise in the future, okay? Um, I even told some kids that, there's one kid that comes in every week and he tells me what the secret phrase is. I said, I may even give this kid, since he comes in every week, I may give him free stickers next time they come around, okay? Because uh, he does such a good job listening to my podcast each week, okay? So anyways, um, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Remember that we're here every week learning martial arts through everyday work, thus creating life around you, increased productivity, and a better world. Have a great day. And this is Karate Kid Master Dojo. This is Master Craig. Take care, everybody. Have a great day. Bye-bye.